right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the number one gambling podcast you will find there on the airwaves. We are Betty the Diagonal. It's your boy Morgan Mo Watch Twenty Six here with my guy, the one and only Billy Boy. Billy, how are you doing tonight? Feeling good, feeling great. I should have had a nice three and zero night tonight, but Robert Tynan got hurt, so I'll just you know, it was dust after that. He was finally starting to get involved, and uh, it is what it is. Had a positive day, so we're looking at make another positive day tonight. Uh, we are tomorrow, looking at get positive days all around. You had a good day. I've had a good day up until the last five minutes, yeah. where I got double cucked by the Packers and the Cardinals. Anyone who's watching this right now, the Packers Cardinals game just ended about five minutes ago. Twenty four twenty one win for the Packers. Uh, Billy and I both said last night that we've leaned the Packers plus six and a half. That looked great. I also loved the over. I didn't post it on the card, but I did have a play for the over 50. I got two bad beats in the span of one minute, which was really upsetting. Uh, Packers could not score it fourth and goal at the one-yard line. They had four shots at the one-yard line, could not get it in. And then little Yoda, Kyler Murray, comes down and throws a pick in the end zone right at the end of the game from the five-yard line, all in the span of a minute of game time. What an absolute just rush of bad emotions coming over me. Uh, but onward and upward, we move on. We get it, we forget about it. We had some good picks. Both of us had Nick's money line tonight. Easy pick. Very Bing simple. Bong. Nick's Easy tape, one. I was actually I really was hoping I got the card out before you because I wanted to have that pick first. But um, you know, I was gonna tell you to take that if you didn't have it already. So I'm very glad you did. Uh, Billy went but one and zero, I believe, in college football this evening with Eastern Carolina. I went one and one. I split. I had ECU as well, laying nine and a half. But I missed on the Coastal Carolina first half. Uh, Coastal Carolina Chandeliers, you're really pissing me off every time I bet on you. You fuckers tend to lose, so I think you're on my band list now. They they um, were on my band list after last week. Um, I, after they didn't cover, and they lost outright too. So that that's never good. Yeah, you're definitely they are definitely on the ban list for the time being. They need to get back into my good graces. Uh, I had a couple of good NBA plays. The Jazz minus nine and a half by the Rockets. That was the easiest play of the night. Everyone, I would have put the mortgage on that play right there. The Rockets are so bad, and the Jazz are extremely good. Uh, that was simple. We got one live play. Warriors Grizzlies over right now. It's not looking great. That's it toasted. That you was need 100 that, points in the fourth. <laughs> need a lot of points. It's gonna be tough. And um, you have the you know, the live the live uh, hockey game, which I do when have it comes the to hockey. You don't Nucks. know. I the Flyers Nucks right now, and we're big Nucks guys. But I am a Flyers boy through and through. Uh, I have over six goals. We're at three right now, going into the third. So we will see what happens. Of course, neither team chose to score in the second. Uh, I am watching this game in the background while we record. So you see me do a nice little dupe or something. That's yeah. because my boys, my boy Captain G, MVP. Heart Trophy, future Heart Trophy winner, Claude Giroux, puts one in the net. Um, but we're here for college football. That's why you – Real quick, I just celebrated just because I took the live uh, Montreal Canadiens line. They just scored. For those of you who see me reacting, that's what I'm watching. Well, Habs hockey. Love to see that. Absolutely love to see that. Um, it is fr- Thursday night – not Friday night, Thursday night. It's Thirsty Thursday, which means the colleges are popping. So we're here to talk a little college sports tonight. We're talking college football. Uh, so uh, to kick it off, I will start the show over here on my side of the world. Uh, first game we're going to talk about. 
Iowa Hawkeyes plus three and a half versus the Wisconsin Badgers. 12 p.m. game at Camp Randall in Wisconsin. Um, this is a game for Iowa where Iowa controls their own destiny. They can win the Western Division of the Big Ten, but they need to win out. They have Minnesota there right with him right now. If they win, win out, though, they will win that division, which will be huge for them. Uh, they can't afford to slip up against a 4-3 and three Badger team, which really is not that good. Um, this team, Iowa played a couple weeks ago. They had kind of their early season Super Bowl against Penn State when it was the number three and the number four team in the country, and they kind of have just come down a little bit since that point. Ironically enough, both of these teams have lost to Purdue. Who would have saw that coming? Uh, wild. I, uh, yeah, I, bet, yeah. I bet I'm Purdue. <laughs> uh, this is like, it's, this is neither neither of these teams really boast impressive offenses in the slightest bit. Um, of late, I will say Wisconsin has been putting up some points. Um, but there is a reason that this is the one of the lowest lowest totals in the gambling world this week. It's forty one. Actually, I think it's thirty eight and a half. I'm thinking of a different game. It's forty one and a half. It's thirty eight and a half. I have thirty six and a half on my. Oh, it's even dropping even further yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, this just keeps going down and down and down because these teams aren't that good offensively. Um, this game will be dictated by the quarterbacks. We have two crummy quarterbacks. You have arguably the worst quarterback in college football, Graham Mertz, with his two touchdown to seven interception ratio. And on the other side for Iowa, one Spencer Petrus, he's not much better. He's got a 9-6 to six touchdown interception ratio. Not great. Not good quarterback play for either of these teams. They haven't historically had good quarterback play. Wisconsin, I couldn't tell you the last time they had a good quarterback. Um, we had C.J. Beathard at Iowa for a while. He was not too bad, but I think Nate Stanley just last year was okay. He's in the pros now for somebody. Um, big difference in this game I think is going to happen. Iowa's coming in off a of bye week. They had a nice little break last week, and they get to hit the road where they've actually played pretty well for gambling fans specifically. They're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five road contests. Going into Camp Randall, they're wanting uh, the bat – I'm sorry, going to playing in Camp Randall, Wisconsin is only 1-6 against the spread in their last seven home games. Wisconsin hasn't been covering at home, whereas Iowa, they can come in there. They can get the job done. I do have a little sprinkle, sprinkle on a little Iowa money line action because I think Iowa can win this one outright for sure. Um, in the road team has also in this big match right here. So these are two of the heavyweights of the Big Ten, right? Maybe I'd say welterweights. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not heavyweights, but welterweights, right? Um, middleweights. Let's go middleweights. Middle yeah, we'll go middle. Road team has covered in ten of the previous fourteen matchups in the series between these two teams. Uh, Hawkeyes are six and one against the spread in their last seven trips to Camp Randall. Um, as for the two teams, just in general, Iowa is 3-0-1 against the spread in their last four following and against the spread loss. They're also 4-0-1 in their last five as an underdog. Wisconsin, 3-8 against the spread in their last 11 games as a favorite, and they're only 2-6 against the spread in their last eight conference games. Give me Iowa plus 3.5. Also, give me a little sprinkle on Iowa money line. Interesting. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I've, I think I've retired for the year for betting on or against Wisconsin. I just think it's my time is coming past after the the under that definitely should have hit and it just didn't hit again uh, last week against Purdue. So therefore, I I don't hate it at all. I think it's a good pick. I I would lean that way, but I think that I'm uh, I'm done dealing with Mertz. I can't watch him anymore the rest of this year. I just can't do it. So I like to bet on games that I'm going to watch. Um, all right, let me get into another. Let me get into another dog that. Uh, I will also swing from playing on. This one's a much bigger dog. Oh, baby. Uh, baby the big dog. Baby plus 11 against Tulsa, and I will be sprinkling 
the money line plus 340. Uh, I saw this one. I was like, you know, how everybody does, just scrolling through the games, just like get a quick look at what's going on. And the plus 11 just stuck out. I was like, yeah, that doesn't seem right. Um, it just didn't seem right to me. Uh, it seems like a game that Navy could win, honestly. Since he he had absolute fits last week trying to stop the triple option, and they looked pretty solid on defense against the playoff hopeful for for at least a little bit. Uh, The number is just too big for me, especially with the way Navy plays slow, very slow, very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for, Mr. Morgan Watkins? Deliberate? Yes. Yeah. I, I was trying, I was thinking articulate. I'm like, that ain't right. It's very deliberate. Uh, Tulsa gives up 151 yards per game to the rush, which is real bad news if you're a Golden Hurricanes fan. A um, couple stats for you. The midshipmen, a.k.a. Navy, are 7-0 against the spread versus a team with a losing record. They are also 4-1 against the spread in the last five games as a dog. And the Golden Hurricanes of Tulsa are 4-11 and against the spread in the last 15 as home favorites. Give me Navy plus 11. Sprinkle the money lines, my big barking dog of the weekend. I'm, I'm fairly confident they wind up winning that game, man. No, I actually like that pick, too. Uh, I did see that one on the line. I was like, mm, I don't hate this. Uh, I might get in on that one as well. Navy's, Navy's a pesky team. They always just find a way to hang around. And yeah. it's, it's a triple option. No, yes. nobody, nobody prepares for that. Nobody, I mean, what's it? Does, I don't know, does Georgia Tech still run the triple option? They do. Uh, they do. There's like That's, five teams. That's like very five frustrating. Absolutely wild that Georgia Tech has produced receivers like Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas to the NFL yeah. while doing the triple option. Like every absolutely time we, Every time we bring up the triple option, we say that just because it's just I know. insane. I know. It's just it's, insane. It'll, it'll never not be an amazing fact. Um, uh, that's, I, like that's, I said last night, it's just like for some reason. I, I see the card this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, quite clearly. There's not a lot of games I love for college, but like the ones I do, I, I'm obsessed with. So I'm, I really like that money line. I might just post the money line and not even post plus 11. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's not bad. I can see Navy winning that game. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there's, there's a chance there. Like I said, that's a team that gives people fits. You're not ready for that. Um, all right. You kind of threw me off a loop here. We're going to call a quick audible. We're going to keep the dog theme. We're going to keep the dogs barking right now. Who let the dogs out, right? Um, we're going to take the Penn State Nittany Lions plus 18 and a half versus the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes, I know you're sitting there right now. You're listening to this. You're watching me right now. Like, but Morgan, you hate Penn State. How on earth would you possibly bet with Penn State? You can't stand them. Yes, I hate Penn State. I don't like them at all. But you know what I do like? I like winning. I like winning money. I like winning bets. I like proving people wrong. Hasn't happened as much as I'd like it to, but hopefully it does, right? <laughs> um, Ohio State, yeah, they look great, right? They have a dominant offense right now. C.J. Stroud is making a late charge for the Heisman. You were there week one with us. You heard us yelling and bitching and moaning about C.J. Stroud, calling for his head. We wanted him. Kyle McCord, we wanted in there. We wanted Quinn of yours to get an extra early out there, get started playing under center. We were tired of him. He's turned it around pretty much. He's gotten it together. He's playing extremely well. Um, they have one of the guys I mentioned at the very, very beginning of the year, Trevion Henderson. He was a dark horse Heisman. He's not going to win it this year, but maybe next year. He's an interesting piece. 
Uh, absolute fr freshman sensation. He is one of the fastest running backs I've ever seen. He's phenomenal. You get the two of them, then you throw out the fact that they have two star receivers, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave is going to be a first-round pick. Wilson will at least be within the first two rounds. Um, Ohio State He's has the case the past few weeks to be a first-round pick. Absolutely is, 100%. It'll come down the combine, just you know, measurables and all those kind of things. Um, Ohio State has the seventh-ranked passing attack, averaging 351.2 yards per game. The ground attack, they're averaging just over 207 yards per game. Pretty good. That is number one in all of FBS in total offense. They're also number one in FBS in scoring offense, 49.3 points per game. So you're sitting here saying, Morgan, I thought you were going to take Penn State plus 18 and a half. Yeah, you're damn right I'm taking Penn State plus 18 and a half. A lot of reasons for this. We said it all year, and it still stands true. Ohio State's defense isn't still, is not that dominant. It's not that good. We've watched them a lot. Their front four doesn't get consistent pressure enough. They, if you look at Ohio State and you break down their games and who they played and everything, the games that they've absolutely dominated are against three of the worst offenses in the entire country, Akron, Rutgers, Maryland. Another team that they beat was Indiana, not all that great offensively. Look what they did against teams that actually have pretty decent offenses, Minnesota and Oregon. Both of those teams put up over 400 yards of offense and over 31 points scored in those two games. Penn State's not a bad offense. Big thing for Penn State here. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll allow I you to I just want to say those are like the first two games of the year. That's fair. That's very fair. I will and say Rutgers that. is a good defense. Yes, very true. Big thing for Penn State here is Penn State is a, is a real program. They have NFL-quality players all over the field for them. Penn State was having a banner season up until that Iowa game where they lost late. Sean Clifford, quarterback for Penn State, got hurt in that game. They have fallen apart since that point. With I don't even know the name of Penn State's backup quarterback, but he is terrible. Yeah, he uh, Clifford is going to be back at 100% this week against Ohio State. That is massive right there to have a veteran quarterback under center against your, one of your biggest rivals. The mobility that Clifford is going to bring to Penn State's offense is a massive X factor in this game. Ohio State very much struggles against teams that can move, that quarterbacks that can run the ball a little bit. That is where they run into a lot of issues. Um, Penn State is a team that has always relied on the running game as well. That right there can wear down that front four of uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes side. Uh, like I said, Penn State is not a pushover. They will be able to do this. They can do this. Penn State's defense, right 15th in the country. Really not that bad. Pass defense, also 15th in the country, giving up only 178 yards per game. They have third in pass defense efficiency in the country. Of all FBS teams, 170 plus teams, they're number three. That's pretty good. They go up some pretty against against some pretty good receivers in that Big Ten as well. Plus, they also played Auburn earlier in the year, and Auburn's got some talented players also. I like Penn State to cover this game. I really do. I also another one. I got a little sprinkle on a Penn State money line at plus six fifty. If there is any team that could take down Ohio State, and Ohio State hasn't impressed me enough right now that they can say they're immortal. They can't be beaten. Penn State could do it. I don't like to say it. I don't like Penn State, but I think they could do it. Uh, a couple tr some trends real fast with this one before we move. I move on and let you butcher this. Penn State ten and five against the spread as an underdog uh, since the 2016 season, including four and one against the spread when facing Ohio State in that span. Mister Wilson, Roberto. Uh, um, sorry, I was uh, pointing to the hat over and over again. Uh, Ohio is going to be Ohio for me. Um, you can't come in 
to Columbus with back-to-back losses, one including a very bad loss and what was it, nine overtimes against Illinois. That's that's a heartbreaker. They lost. They've lost all confidence. And Clipper was playing that game. He didn't look good. Listen to me. It's Ohio State or pass. It's a lean for me. It's not an official play. I don't know if it'll make my card come uh, Saturday, but uh, it's going to be Ohio State for me. I have minus eighteen. Um, I'll take a push. There's no shot that Penn State is beating Ohio State. It's just not going to happen. I've seen stranger things happen. I guess, yeah. Um, no. That, for me, that's a no. I think you're wrong. Just, right. my, just my idea. I, I, don't, I didn't do any research on the game just because I knew I wasn't going to make an official play, at least for the show. Give me a couple of days to think about it. Let me talk to my Ohio State friends, see what they think about it. Uh, I got invited to go to the every school. I, I was there, you know. It, one thing to note, this is a Scarlet Night game. So every it's like similar like the whiteout game that they do in Penn State. It's like a very similar thing, night game against a division rival. You know, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Give me Ohio State minus eighteen. I think I have another lean uh, for a dog. It's not a money line dog. Uh, I'm going to be taking uh, Louisiana Monroe against Appalachian State. I think uh, my plus twenty eight. You know, Appalachian State coming off that massive win against Coastal last week. I think they just fall flat. They they win, but I don't think they covered uh, four touchdowns. So give me that. Not most it's likely, it'll, it'll it'll see my card Sunday. So I'm saying give me that. I just didn't do enough research on it to give you more info. Just too big of a number again in a solid letdown spot. I think. Um, for my next official pick, I guess we can call it. I am going Purdue, Nebraska, under 52.5. Listen, Nebraska's offense has been hit or miss all year. What's his name, Martinez? What's his first name? Uh, Taylor Martinez. Taylor Martinez. It's a bad name. It's not a quarterback <laughs> name. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Actually, it might be Adrian Martinez. I believe it's Adrian. That's why it's, you were like, Taylor, like, I think Taylor... Taylor, I think, was his, is, his, is his brother. They're brothers, and one of them was a quarterback earlier. It's either Adrian or Taylor. I think this one is it's, it's Adrian. It's Adrian. Um, the offense has been hit or miss. Usually it's been wind up missing more often than not. Purdue has had a great great defense to start the year, great defense historically. Um, good thing to note, Purdue has scored 13 points in four out of the last five games. 13 points exactly. Both these teams convert on third down less than 40% of the time. Plenty of punting, plenty of fourth down, going for it, not getting it. Listen, if you're converting on third down less than 40% of the time, you're not converting on fourth down very often either. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Purdue on the road is allowing only 11.3 points per game, while Nebraska at home is only allowed 14, 14 points per game. Need a low-scoring low game, very slow, very methodical. I'll take the under in this one. The under for the Boilermakers in the last eight games, seven and one. The under is four and four and one in the last five games as a dog. Four and one in the five last five conference games. Four and one in the five last road games. The under for Nebraska is sixteen and seven in the last 20, 23 is home favorites. I also lean Purdue. Um, if, if you're still giving me the hook, come come Saturday. It's seven and a half, but uh. 
to me, I'm just I think I'm just gonna stick with the under fifty two. I'll take it all the way down to fifty. I think it's pretty safe. No, I like that. Uh, I mean, we've seen that Purdue offense; it's trash. Um, yeah, it is. I I do like that they do have David Bell, who's a very nice receiver. Uh, but he's I, very I, good. He very is, good. yeah, NFL he's, talent, hundred percent. He'll be a day two draft pick. Uh, Purdue sneaky puts out pretty decent NFL talent. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't really think of it. It's it's always fun when you watch the like the small schools. It's never it's not as much the big guys that put out the you know the big name guys like uh, Brew Brees, Purdue. Mr. Rondell Moore this evening, Purdue. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, Purdue. Yeah, you know, a couple of players. Um, Rondell well, Moore had a, had a juke tonight. That, like I told you before, juked at my TV. Oh, took some ankles. Uh, real quick, I just want to backtrack real fast. What did you say it was going to be for the Ohio State game? It's not a whiteout. It was a what? Scarlet. Scar- it's a That's scarlet right, game. because we're taking the Scarlet Knights and fighting a line I under 41 and a half. That's where I wanted to get to. We're taking Scarlet Knights here. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted you to segue me into that nicely. Oh, you like that? Yes. You could have just you could have like let me know and nope, worked that nope. out a little bit. I wanted better. it to just happen. I wanted it to be more natural. Um, we're gonna take the Scarlet Knights fighting Illini under 41 and a half, 12 p.m. game at Illinois. Um, to me, this is a 100 percent big letdown kind of game for the Illini. You're coming off a nine-overtime game last week against Penn State. That was their Super Bowl right there. The Illini are not a very good program. They are not a very good team. Brett Bielma has a lot of work to do to turn that program around. That nine-overtime game saw uh, Illinois run for over, um, over 300 yards on the ground. They had less than 50 yards passing in the game. That wears out in your offense. I don't care if it's been a week since that game. You are still going to be exhausted. Go ahead. If you're thinking that same energy with the Illini, why are you not thinking the same energy with the team that lost that game? Deeper roster. Much deeper roster with Penn State. Uh, just, just an honest question, that's all. No, much deeper, more talent it's a, it's a for a team question. Penn State. Fair. No, 100%. I agree with you. 100%. Much more talent and like pro talent and everything with a team like uh, Penn State, where their depth guys are going to be able to, are basically depth guys are as good as Illinois guys are already. Um, like I said, that was Illinois Super Bowl last week. They knocked Penn State out of the college football playoff picture, completely ended their season. However, the other side of the ball, Rutgers is coming off a of bye week where they've had ample time to prepare for this matchup and everything. So you're going to have a beat up team versus a rough team. But even with that, Scarlet Knights, they have been in a bit of an offensive rut in the beginning of the year. They started the year 3-0 against the spread. Since that point, they're now 3-3. Three and three. But we talk about the offense here, right? We're talking about the under in this game. They have not scored more than 13 points in their last three games. They can't move the ball or score right now. Granted, I will say this. Their last three matchups all have been against ranked opponents, very good teams. Illinois is not one of those. However, they are very much struggling and have a lot of questions under center right now. Quarterback Noah Vidral has not been playing extremely well as he was in the beginning of the year. Illinois lost their starting quarterback, Art Sitkowski, for the season. Now they are starting Brandon Peters. He has not had the reps under center all year, which bodes for a running type of attack from Illinois because he has not had the reps with the receivers or that center. That means we're going to slow the ball down. We're going to be very methodical. We're going to make sure that this ends up, we're going to fall control with this one. Um, the total in this has gone under for Rutgers in four of the seven games that they've played this season, including the last two they've played. Whereas the for the fighting Illini, 
How many games do you think it's hit in a row for the under with Illinois? Wilson, I like it. I did not even answer my question. I'll answer for you. Six. Six straight games the under has hit for Illinois. We're going to take the under 41.5 in this game. These two teams aren't going to put up 35 points. No, I don't think so either. And I, I was kind of half watching the game, so I didn't realize you asked the question. It's like a real beautiful save also. Um, yeah, no, and you, add, you have to add in the fact that Rutgers is a very strong run defense as well. So Rutgers has very good players on the defensive side. They both – that is their strengths. For each, honestly, for each of the teams is that defensive side of the ball. Uh, like I said, the big thing for me is the quarterback play. You lose your starting quarterback, it's going to mess up your season a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of money coming in on Rutgers. So I just I just checked real quick because I kind of I like Rutgers. I did too. Rutgers was lot, my original minus. A lot of Rutgers minus money. one and a half was my original pick there, but I did see the money coming in, so I was like, all right, we're going to move over to the total in this game. I'm a total king. That's what I do best. We're going to go back to the well. What's wild as well? Is that the, the the over has been bet? It was at open at 43 and a half. 65 percent of bets are on the over, but the line moved down to 41 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's I wild. Um, my next bet is going to be Wake Forest minus 16 and a half against Duke. I said it last week that I'd never bet Wake Forest again. Guess what? I lied to you. It's just it's as simple as that. It's funny you're saying that now since we opened up the show saying we're ne- you're never going to bet Coastal Carolina again. That's they're on the they're on the they're on the shit very, list. It's very easy to get off the Billy Wilson fan list. No, McCall, I don't like him. He, he's not he's not a great quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He doesn't cover. I love me some Grayson McCall. Uh, anyway, this just a clear mismatch in talent. Wake Forest has surprised everyone in the ACC, and they will most likely be winning the ACC. Somehow, like, there's been talks of them make, somehow possibly making the playoff. They go undefeated. That's just not happening. They're not that good. Let's, yeah. you know, let's cool the Jets with that. Um, but Wake Forest, their offense is one of the best in the country. Their defense has been questionable at times, but they really should be able to hold this Duke team to only two touchdowns. Uh, Wake Forest, name to fame. Big playability. Averaging 9.6 yards per pass play. And 315 passing yards per game, which is good for 15th best in the nation out of was 173 teams, correct? That are officially on that list. Um, I think the Demon Deacons break it off in the second half and they don't turn back. They just turn the Jets on and just leave Duke in the dust in the second half. Give me the 16 and a half. I don't have any official against the spread stats for you because it doesn't make any difference because Duke stinks. It's a basketball school. Can't bet yeah, on basketball school We're done basketball. betting on basketball schools. Done. <laughs> yep, I hear that. Uh, even though my next play has a basketball school involved. With I know it, but... both of ours does. And then yeah. my, my last game's got a bas- my favorite basketball school. So. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, no, I like that play. Uh, I, I would play it. I might still. Uh, Wake Forest hurt me earlier in the season against Louisville. Uh, so I don't. They're on the, they're on the semi-band list for me right now. We'll see if we want to bring them back. I'm undecided on that one. But I do like that play. Duke's not good enough. They don't have nearly enough talent to play against. Not even, not, even not a superiorly talented Wake Forest team. But Wake Forest is a good program. They've been building for a few years. So I like that. Yeah, It's, it's inside um, the football number. So therefore, I'm taking it. Damn straight. I like it. 
All right, next one I have. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have two plays in this game. I know Billy has a play in this game as well, so we'll we'll tag team this one a little bit together. Uh, battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, Michigan Wolverines and the Michigan State Spartans. We're gonna take the Wolverines laying four points, and I'm gonna take the over fifty points. We're on the opposite side of this that second half of this. We'll get into that. Uh, it's a classic every week. Morgan Billy on the opposite side and. And I might have to just fade myself because I keep losing these, but I'm going to go. I'm gonna <laughs> it's a lead. It's not a play for me. So we haven't done, we haven't done this in college yet. So hopefully I can stake my claims. This is where I do better at is college. So um, for the record, if we're going to do that, we had a college basketball last year and I smacked that ass. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You're better at college basketball than me. I'm, no, I'm just saying because you're going head to head. We've only done it three times. College football. Um, Anyway, this I'm actually very excited to watch this game. This yeah. one, this is going to be a good game. These are two very good teams. Both teams ranked in top 10. This is the first time these two teams have met ranked in the top 10 since 1978. It's very surprising considering they have very historic programs. They've been pretty good for a long, long stretches of time. Um, let's start with just the Wolverines covering this game here. Um, I fucking, you know, we're just going to get both of it. Right now, they have two very good offenses, right? Explosive offenses, they get get the job done. Wolverines are averaging 37.7 points per game. The Spartans are averaging 34.3 points per game. It's not bad when you can outscore your opponent. Oh, you play a little bit of defense as well. That kind of helps. Wolverines are only allowing 14.3 points per game. Spartans, 18.7. Not that far off. Pretty, pretty close. Um, So with this, a lot of things I think will play into Michigan's favor in this game. This game's going to be interesting. I think this is going to be – I think Michigan State's going to get out to a lead in this game. I absolutely think they will. And I think Michigan's going to prove that they are the more talented team and going to come back and win this game late by a touchdown. Um, but Michigan is going to lean on their running black. Blake Corum has 729 rushing yards so far in the season with 10 touchdowns. He part of an offense that is leading the nation in rushing at 253.3 yards per game. That's massive. That is a huge number. That is controlling the tempo of the game. That is dictating the pace of the game against your opponent. Michigan State has a pretty good running back in Kenneth Walker. He's not going to win the Heisman, but he was in the conversation for a while. I like watching him um, play. He's, oh, I absolutely he's love him. He's a strong runner. He's a fun back. Michigan running, Michigan State running backs, big backs, not really the fast guys, but they're the big power kind of backs. I like to watch. Um, they're going to lean on that running game with Michigan. They also have uh, star quarterback Cade McNamara, who's due dual threat ability. That's going to cause havoc for that Michigan State to front to front, which and the Michigan State defense, which has kind of has been had a knack for giving a big play this season. Not because of the talent or anything. They don't tackle. They very much struggle wrapping up the ball carrier. So if you're telling uh, me we're going to get some read option plays, go ahead. I was just saying that's just all college football. That's college football, but you know what? It's going to be Michigan fair. State more so here. Um, we're going to talk the other side because right, we both have explosive offenses on both sides of the field here. Big thing that's going to separate this game here, Michigan's defense is significantly better. Michigan's defense, led by top 10 draft pick, NFL draft pick, potential top 10 draft pick, Aiden Hutchinson. Coming into this game, that rush defense is allowing 116.6 yards per game. Pass defense, only giving up 182.4 yards per game through the air. Very good numbers. Defense has a ton of talent throughout it, and they are able to get the pressure on the quarterback, something that Michigan State has not been able to do consistently this season. Um, The Wolverines are... 5-1 Five and one against the spread in their last six following a straight up win. They're also 18 and four straight up as a road favorite under Jim Harbaugh. This is gonna be this isn't gonna come down to a field goal this game. This is gonna be a touchdown game. I can tell you that right now. Uh Spartans, 
four, fifteen, and two in their last twenty-one home games against the spread. That's not good. That's not how you cover good teams. That's not a good team right there. Um, the oh, and then we'll talk a little bit of the over, right? The over is seventeen and four in the Wolverines' last twenty-one road games. So that same time span versus a team with a winning record. It's also 15-6-1 for the Wolverines, their last 22 games following a bye week. Spartan side of the ball, the over is 17-5 in the last 22 games following a bye week. I love the over in this spot. A lot of people are thinking the under because it's a Big Ten school, Big Ten, big defense, right? No. Give me the over. There's going to be some points scored in this game. Michigan's going to win this game. Michigan's making a charge for the playoff picture here. One of those teams might slip up later in the season. We're going to see one of Georgia and Alabama lose. Alabama loses. They're out of that playoff picture. They're done. You know, Michigan could move up there. They could make a run for it. So give me Michigan Wolverines minus four and over 50. All right. Like, like you said, everything you said about the Michigan side, I love. I think it's this year's. I think this year's the year that the Wolverines make a makes nice make some noise. I think they could get in. I just find a way. I just see a, a path where uh, where the committee just fucks them. And they just don't get in. And it'd be heartbreaking because they've been very, very good this year. Um, I lean the under because both these defenses are very good. It, they they give up the both top 20 and least amount of points per game. Yes, they're both high-scoring teams. But when good good offenses meet good defenses, it, just, it doesn't work out well. Um, both these teams, their strong suit is running the ball. So, you know. I, I do think that the Wolverines defense will keep the Spartans at bay, and they do win by 10. But for me, it's, it's hard. It's very hard to bet on this game, especially on the spread, because both these teams have been a cash cow. Uh, Michigan 6-1 and one against the spread. Michigan State 5-0-2 oh, against the spread. You know, they've made money. They've printed yeah. money for everybody. It's I didn't want to bet this game, but you know I'm going. You have to. It's such a it's such an awesome game to watch. You have to. You I gotta get in. some action on it. You're I'm watching in. this. You're game. watching it. Yeah, you know? I need something going on, and I think it, it's 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 more fun. Yeah, I, I do. How do you feel about this? That uh, Michigan has only covered one game in the last 14 matches against Michigan State. You put any. Any juice on that, or is just like you know they haven't been good in a long time? I uh, I think it's been a lot of building the building a program. You know, under Jim Harbaugh, the program's obviously been much better. But you go back to the Rich Rodriguez days, the Brady Hoke days, the end of the Lloyd Carr era, and everything. Those teams were devoid of talent. They haven't had good quarterback play. Even Denard Robinson teams weren't all that great. He was just an explosive playmaker. Um, Michigan State has historically had pretty good success against Michigan and has had the pieces in place to go against them. And they've been very well coached for a very long time. Uh, I always get that there's their brothers. I don't know which one it is. Mark or Mike D'Antoni, one of the two of them, uh, was is a hell of a coach. And he did a lot of great things for that program for a long time. He's not there any longer. Um, but he, you know, they did some great things. And they were able to put you know stymie that Wolverine offense for a very long time. I think the tides are turning. I think this Michigan era, I think Cade McNamara is a big-time difference maker. They've really, Like I said, they're really committed to running the football, which is a Jim Harbaugh special. It opens up so many more things. They really recruited well on that defensive side of the ball. That's huge. Michigan's defense really hasn't been that good in a few years. They haven't had the guys or anything. Now they've got those guys. They have the talent up there that's – when they play Ohio State in a couple of weeks, they got the talent that they can, they can play with them. Yeah. Um, 
My last game is going to be a double pick. I just officially made it a double pick. I had to double check the total. It's now officially a double pick. <laughs> I'm going Utah State minus five against Hawaii, and I'm also going the under 65. Last time I did this strategy, we'll call it a system play, uh, with Utah State playing way too early during the day when they're a West Coast team, the under hit by a mile against BYU in the over never stood a chance. You know, it wasn't even halfway there by the end of the game. Uh, I think that happens again. If you're if you're a player on Hawaii, this this kickoff is 9 a.m. Hawaii time. It's 3 p.m. Now, I, if you're a football player, you have to wake up. You know, you're up <laughs> at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. for a football game. Yeah, like it makes sense. Like you're. You're you're in pads by 7 a.m. your time. That's nah, it's tight. You're not really woken up. You're not game ready for that. I think Utah State jumps out to an early lead and then just holds it. Hawaii lives and dies by their deep ball. Otherwise, they can't do anything else on offense. Yes, Utah State gives up a lot of yards. They don't necessarily give up a lot of points. Give me Utah State and the under in the system play where Hawaii plays nine hours earlier than they should be playing. I love that pick. We did that earlier in the year. It worked out great. I absolutely love that pick. I will be riding with you on that one. That's a nine-hour difference from when they usually play. They usually play at midnight. They're playing 3 p.m. Yeah. Love it. 100%. I'm on board with you on that pick. That makes way too much sense. Listen, we said that last time. We were like, oh, BYU, Utah State makes way too much sense. It can't be right, but when you take it anyway, it worked out well last time. It's a system play. It's our official system play. You don't mess with the streak, man. Yeah. Um, that's all, all right. I've got, Mr. Mo Watts. All right. You any other sports or anything you wanted to get into tonight? Or not, I don't, I don't have any exact. I lean. I was telling you before the show, I've been betting against the Panthers over and over and over again, trying to see. We're talking hockey, of course, obviously. Um, when they lose their first game, because they're seven and zero right now, it won't last forever. Um. It's either going to be Friday night or Saturday night. It's uh, three games in four days for them. They're playing the Red Wings tomorrow, who've been playing well. Um, I I really think it's tomorrow, Morgan. I really do. It, Red Wings are plus 160. Awesome. I, I don't know. It's, I just find it so hard to believe the Red Wings are going to be that team. But, you know. Yeah, but, like, every street's got to come to an end, you know. You're not wrong. No, you're definitely not wrong there. I agree with you on that 100%. Uh, uh, it's, it's a risk. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it an official play, but I'll, I'll most likely be playing it. Besides that, sometimes. I don't have anything for, for yet. I, I kind of wait to the day up do the research for it. So, do you have anything NBA-related for the weekend or any games you're excited to see? And please don't uh, tell, tell me about your uh, your Sixers because they stink. It's Knicks uh, tape all day, bing bong. Sixers, big-time rematch of the second round. Sixers-Hawks on Sunday. Um, I'm going to take the Hawks because they just have the Sixers number. So I'm not, I'm not stupid. Um, I would. I was actually going to take – I did take – would – not once I did. I would have taken the Pistons tonight over the Sixers with the plus 10.5 that they were being given. Uh, Sixers are a little bit of a team in transition right now. We got we got some things we got to figure out for my uh, my Philadelphia Sixers. So not great times. Like getting a point guard. 
Hey, I believe in a little Tyrese Maxey. I love Maxey. Uh, he's he's gonna be a good, he's gonna be a really good player for a really long time. I'm it's waiting just, for the line. A lot of, a lot of Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Hey, good. I'm waiting for the line for the Lakers game. I kind of like the Lakers tomorrow against the Cleveland. I like Cleveland's team though. Cleveland's a young little. They, they're, just, build, they're building a good culture over there. I just love it. I told you a couple weeks ago the fact that they're playing Laurie Markkinen as their small forward, and they're just going straight massive bodies all yeah. over the. I'm a and massive Evan Mobley guy. So Evan Mobley is going to be a stud. Hey, I saw today he's actually just like a week or so into the season. He's the favorite already for rookie of the year, um, which doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. He's he's a very good player. Uh, he kind of had a little bit of a Chris Bosh style to me, I think, which is kind of how lanky he is and everything. He's, he kills he's more out athletic, too. Oh, he's, I, I agree with that. He's definitely more athletic. Um, yeah, if he can work on a jump, get a better jump shot, get a little bit better, get a little stronger, he's going to be a good player. He's going to yeah. have a long career. I'm excited to watch him. Um, but I'm sure I will have some more picks. Uh, it's getting into the nitty-gritty. Now we've a week or so into the NBA season. I've seen a few things happen. Uh, picks, my picks with NBA have been a little bit better of late, so I love to see that, obviously. Which means I'm starting to read it again. Love when um, that happens. I mean, I'm the NBA guy of the show right now. Um, let's let's pump the brakes on that blast with me right there. Um, listen, we're doing good. We're doing good out here. We're doing good out here. Uh, college football, I'm 51 and 50. You are 55 and 48. NHL kind of hit a after a real slow start, got up real quick. I, I went to uh, was it 11 and 11 and two runs. So now I'm back. 13 and 12. Uh, I lost again, baby. Brutal. Mr. Mo Watts, what happened with that Flyers game, by the way? Um, well, well, it, is still, it is still 2-1 to one oh, <laughs> with two brutal. minutes left in the game. So my over's dead. That okay. ain't going to happen. Um, you hate to see it. The one time I actually do an NHL play, what? I try to, ro- try to roll the hot hand, which is the Flyers hitting overs because they have just been killing it this year scoring goals. And they decide to play a great defensive game. Like, what that the was, fuck? That was like last night I took the under and whatever game it was. I forgot it was. Five goals in the first, a goal in the second, and I had the under yeah. six and a half, and then the game went to overtime. Makes yeah, sense. My, it, was the, it was the Flyers. Well, the Flyers game you had in there last night also, yeah. and they had five in the first, which was yeah. great. Was um, and then, I mean, the best one will always be, oh, wow. Martin Jones just made a phenomenal save. Um the best one's still going to be the under that you had that they scored 12 goals in between the two teams. I'll never get enough of that. That's just, that's funny as hell. Listen, I can, you can do all the handicapping in the world and believe you're on the right side. And I believe, I still believe I was just the goalies weren't playing well that night. And that's a risk that you take when you gamble on hockey. It's just some nights, like I've been to hundreds and hundreds of hockey games. So I'm a diehard Islander fan. And some nights the goalies just don't have it. Some nights the team just don't have it and they don't skate well. And they just look slow, like they have, they have concrete in their skates. So, yeah, it, it, it just—it's not fun. You taking a picture of me? Is that what you're doing? You taking a picture of me? No, I'm taking a picture of the fucking score so I can complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. you know, I tried to do that to you the other night when your next one, but you—you uh, you didn't answer the phone for two days. I know. I—I I saw you fuckers calling me and texting me and Snapchatting and everything. And I, I sat there and was like, oh, this only, this only can be about one thing. And I, I, was, I would have been on the Knicks. I was on the Knicks. Uh, I didn't post. I haven't posted post, a ton of NBA so far this year. 
Oh, I was on the Knicks to cover that game. Absolutely. They're, I didn't think the Sixers win. They're, Sixers are in a transition right now. We're figuring things out. Listen, if you want to, you know, you know, for a time, you know, hop on the on the Bing Bong Knicks bandwagon. You know, hop on the train while it's leaving the station. You know, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Well, I'm not going to do that. I always okay. ride with the city. That's but, you know. You want to call that a city. Right? I, I rode with the Knicks tonight. I rode with your Knicks tonight. Listen, you can't really call them my Knicks. I'm a new fan. You can't really, can't really like claim the Knicks as mine. I, my, fav, my favorite thing was with that whole you two dingbats trying to chirp me and all. It's game four of the regular season. Listen, and every these game are blowing up my phone about how the Knicks beat the Sixers. In game four. I will say season. it wasn't even like it was like late at night. It, was, it wasn't too late where like I, I knew you were up and I knew you saw it. No, I actually was. I did go to bed in that one. I was fucking tired that night. Um, all right, Ms. Mo Watts. Before we go on to a big tangent about absolutely nothing, let's cut the show off before we go off the rails. My favorite tangents. I know. It doesn't matter. We have to figure out a college basketball thing. We have all night to talk about tangents. So um, where can I find you at? You can find me right here. Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, recording with my boy. But if you don't, aren't here in person with us, shooting the shit with us every single night, which doesn't look like any of you are because I don't see anybody here with me right now, um, you can find me on Twitter at MoWatts26, at Betting Diagonal, where we are posting our plays left and right. You can find me as a contributing writer at FFD Podcast, where I am putting out NFL articles for my picks and college football articles. When I say that, I preface that I'm not putting them out. My editor on the other side of the screen is putting them out for me. Uh, because I am technologically challenged, but I've been doing a very good job with my grammar and spelling this year, so Phenomenal. it's open for me at the end of the Phenomenal. day. That's all that matters. Uh, Billy Boy, where can I find you at? What you got? Real quick about your grammar. You used to write your articles on your phone at yep. work. Now I you type them out. I'm not even, like, oh, not even used to. I still am. I really? still have. Oh, yeah. I have my Google Docs up on my phone all the time, and I'm just wow. typing it. You got to go to the bathroom. You get a thought that pops in your head. Bang. Bang it out right there on the toilet. All day long. Anyway, you can find me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. FFD podcast. All your fancy football needs. Wednesday, giving out all the best NFL picks while Morgan tries to think he knows what he's talking about. This guy. Uh, He forgets that we're the hotter NFL gambler right now. Listen, listen, 2-0 against you straight up. That's all that matters to me. We might have to just do a head-to-head pick every week. We should. In the NFL, we should. It doesn't even need to be like an on-the-card pick. It's just something that we're on the opposite sides of. That's fine. And that's our pick or something. I'm going to have like a 10-game card, so pick your – We might have to do like a little side biscuits action on it just for that game. Pick your poison, buddy. I offered side biscuits last week, just saying. Anyway, you can find me at BillyFFD on Twitter, BettingDiagonal on Twitter, FFD underscore podcast on Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe, look at all the stuff on the on the, the website. A lot of stuff coming. DFS will be back this week. I have all day tomorrow since my 9 to 5 is off. I will see you guys next week. Right? Are we going to be here next week, Morgan? We're going to try to do something we're next here. week because I know you're going we away. Are, we are here next week. It's the week after that. We're going to do some audibles. We're going to figure out some different things. I will be away that week in states that don't allow for legal sports gambling. Uh, so we're going to have to change some things up. 
Uh, I'm going to see how available I am, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure something out for the boys back home. Maybe I'll get a guest spot on. Greggy oh. oh. boy coming in off the Ah, uh, Greggy's not coming Bring back. in the righty. Bring in the righty. He's a lefty, actually. He's ah, a lefty. shit. Bring in Jared. Bring in the righty. I think Jared's a lefty, too, actually. He is. Uh, yeah, I can't bring in Mike, either. It's too late for him. All right, boys and girls. We'll see you guys next week.